Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Jones had just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to break down OTA action today. This is actually mandatory minicamp over at Florham Park. And so to do that, we bring in our friend who now covers the Jets for NJ.com, making his way over from NorthJersey.com. So same job, different publication. Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, now I can say it officially and in a public forum. Congratulations, my friend. Thanks, Scott. I'm, I'm excited. And the good thing for me is that the, uh, the transition didn't involve moving or really anything other than switching my credentials. So if you're going to make a job change, it's, it's a good one. And I'm really excited about the opportunity to work with a great team at NJ.com and the ledger and, uh, and to be continuing on the Jets beat, because I, I think this is a super interesting time to cover this team. And uh, I'm really excited to have the opportunity uh, to get to document them for a seventh year and, and hopefully long beyond that. So uh, we'll see what happens, but yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. And I'm excited for for what's next, both for me and and to see how it all plays out for this football team. Andy, as you joked with me before we started recording, I think the biggest difference for you is going to be that now when our mutual friend Daryl Slater calls, you can't pretend like you can't answer. You have to answer the phone because it could be an actual work call. (laughs) Yeah, it's a real downside. I mean, honestly, it's a a little bit of a nightmare, but uh, I'll get through it and... um, (laughs) 
yeah, you know, now, yeah, I ha- I'm obligated to listen to Daryl's lectures on, on life. So, um, <laughs> You know, make, you know, they say adversity makes you better, so it'll make me a better person. <laughs> and hopefully it'll make the Jets better, too, because we all know the Jets have had a lot of adversity over the last dozen years. They haven't made the playoffs once. They had one winning record and still collapsed at the end. So hopefully they're able to overcome all the adversity that they faced over the last 12 years or so. And a big part of being able to do that is going to be having a healthy Makai Becton. It was said last week that he would be there at mandatory minicamp. He wasn't there for voluntary OTAs. Makai Becton was there today. Yeah, he was there and we didn't get an up close look at him while we were allowed to take photos. He was, I mean, it was very far away, uh, hundreds of yards <laughs> away. Uh and he's doing agility drills, some a little bit of sprinting, some of the high knees thing. Uh, and he looked he looked good. I mean, I'm not gonna you know speculate on his physical conditioning uh, because I don't I don't have any idea, and I don't know uh, you know what exactly he's supposed to look like. But he didn't have a brace on his knee. He didn't seem to have any limitations in, in terms of his movement. And and I wouldn't be alarmed that that he's working off to the side. I don't know if you guys remember last year when the Jets would have guys who maybe didn't show up for the first week of OTAs, but showed up for the second week, Salah and his staff would always make those first couple practices uh, light and acclimation period. And for the guys who didn't show up until mandatory minicamp last year, like Marcus May, he didn't do anything uh, either. He did the same thing that Becton was doing today. So just stuff off to the side. And I think that's pretty standard. And, and George Fant who was also out there for the first time today was doing the same stuff and, and same would be said for him. I, I cannot remember specifically if he was wearing a brace or not, but he did not seem to have any issues with his movement after that knee surgery in January. So uh, that that's encouraging. And, you know, the fact that neither one of them were on the field for OTAs and, and the off season or sorry, mandatory minicamp, it's not ideal, but it's also not that big of a deal because these guys weren't, really doing much with with blocking it wasn't there was there's been very limited 11 on 11 um there's been nothing with the run game basically i don't think there's been a single attempted run uh in any of the 11 on 11 drills that i've seen so far so it's not like they were doing a ton with the offensive line it's going to be a hectic start to training camp and and i think it will play out pretty quickly. We'll, we'll see pretty quickly who's going to win that job because, because it needs to happen that way. But I don't think it's that big of a deal that they weren't here. And I think it's an encouraging sign that both of them appear to be looking a hundred percent and, and both are expected to be ready for training camp. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, 
To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Before practice, Mike LaFleur spoke to the media. Nothing earth-shattering here, Andy. He said he thinks Zach Wilson has shown improvement, said that Brees Hall is a special talent, and Mekhi Becton looks, quote, good. So take that all for what it's worth. Yeah, he he talked a little bit more about Becton and and the whole – and what I just said was something that LaFleur echoed in terms of the the competition uh, at left tackle. And he said specifically that it'll – it'll work itself out and it'll work itself out quickly because they're going to be going at it at the beginning of training camp and, and trying to get it figured out because they want to have that locked in where these guys are going to be playing uh, and, and get that continuity building as soon as they can. So uh, it will take care of itself, but I, I don't think at, no matter what happened in this, you know, off season, they weren't going, going to like, crown a guy right now because they're not, they don't have pads on. So, uh, it's really hard to, to have a real competition at, especially on the offensive line at this stage of the game. So uh, that was kind of the message from him in terms of Makai Becton and said he was happy to see him and, and that he looks good and, uh, and still believes in, in his talent and the things that he can bring to the table as an offensive tackle. Uh, and there's still every reason to believe that he can reach that ceiling. It's just going to be a matter of, can he stay healthy? Uh, and yeah, he talked about Zach Wilson and, and, at this point, it's it, it honestly just comes down to we can say Zach Wilson looks better, looks worse, or whatever we want to say, but he's, it's going to matter what he does on the field when the guys have pads on in training camp and what he does in these preseason games and what he does week one against Baltimore and, and moving on past that. Um, and we're not going to know until then, and it's hard to kind of accept that, but that's just the way it is. So – I would kind of take anything you hear at this point from Sala and and, and LaFleur. Like, there is some insight about what he's doing better and what he's doing differently and how he has a better grasp of the offense and how he's definitely able to change plays quicker at the line and, and that's going to help him. But I don't think they know. And I don't think anybody's going to know until until the bullets are live. Andy, we could talk about a couple of things from mandatory minicamp today. Some of the receivers made some plays. DJ Montgomery, Corey Davis had a nice catch on Sauce Gardner. Elijah Moore got open once for a nice play, although Zach Wilson wasn't able to get him the ball. Braxton Berrios had a nice catch in between two defenders. I could go on and on about different players who made some plays, but really this practice came down to being about one guy and one guy only, and that's Zach Wilson. And by all accounts, 
this was the most comfortable that he's looked so far this offseason. Is that more or less what you took away from this? I think he looked good. I wasn't there last Wednesday when he had a good practice from, from everything I heard. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, I feel like it hasn't been as crisp as it was a year ago for most of it, this offseason program. And I wouldn't freak out about that or worry about it because there's, it's, it's not the, nothing is the same. Like it's the second year of an offense is probably way more on his plate. They're probably trying to do more advanced stuff. And I, I don't think it's alarming that he's not looking as crisp as he was as a rookie when they were probably trying to make it as easy on him as possible. Uh, but to, to this point, I had been impressed. He had a, he had a good day to day for the most part. Uh, he started 11 on 11 drills, uh, eight of nine, uh, Jeff Smith, our, our old friend Jeff Smith, special team star, had three catches in a, in a four-pass uh, period there, which was pretty interesting and notable. Uh, and, yeah, he just was making quick decisions, taking what was there, nothing too spectacular aside from the, the pass to Corey Davis where Davis went up and made the, nut, the nice jumping play and Wilson put the ball in the spot where, where nobody else was going to get it. Uh, where he did struggle was at the end of practice when they did the two-minute drill. He had two quick completions, one to Davis, one to someone else I can't remember. And then from there, they were at near midfield, and we were standing under the scoreboard, so I couldn't see the, the down and, and yardage situation. But, you know, time's running down. they got to move the ball, and, and he, was, he held the ball too long on the first play and was sacked, or, you know, the, the equivalent of a sack because nobody's allowed to touch him. And then – the next play, he had to scramble and throw it away. And then the final play, he scrambled again and, you know, threw the ball way downfield for an incompletion. So, and that's how, how his, the important part of his practice ended. Again, it's, he's playing a, a defense. The defense is always going to be ahead of the offense at this time of the year, especially when they know it's going to be a pass every play. He's playing a defense that's a lot more talented and, and you know, has a, a much better understanding of, of what to do this year. Um, and I wouldn't read too much into anything you're seeing. Uh, we, we talked to Ron Middleton today, the tight ends coach and former interim uh, one week head coach of the Jets and the senior bowl coach. And, and he had a great line about how he was talking about Lawrence Cager making the, the adjustment to tight end and how he's, he's looked really good. And that's a guy who's definitely stood out during OTAs and, and, and stood out today. He had, he had several catches. Uh, I think mostly in seven on seven, but he looks like he's adjusting well to the role. And he said that he was skeptical at first about Cager at tight end, but that he's embraced it and, and he's embraced blocking. He's embraced everything. And that he brings something as a route runner that almost none of the other tight ends have his experience as a receiver. But he also said, it's all, you know, you know bleep and giggles until you, the, the pads come on and that, they're in pajamas right now. <laughs> and so he, he doesn't want to make too much out of what he's seeing. And I think that's how you should view everything good or bad that you're hearing or seeing at this point of the season. And I know it gets old to hear me say this. It gets old, old to hear any of us say this, but it's honestly true. This is not real football. And while I think there is insight that you can gain about like Zach Wilson is way more vocal, what seems to have a way better grasp of the offense seems to be more confident in the huddle and, and, you know, engaged with his teammates. I think all of that is valid and good and a good sign. But the fact that 
it, it hasn't been as crisp as maybe you'd want to see to this point, I don't make much of it. I, I just let's see how it looks when when the bullets are live. Andy, after practice, we heard from Jeff Ulbrich, the defensive coordinator, and a couple of the players. Ulbrich started out by saying that Quincy Williams is finding his voice and stepping up as a leader this season. He wasn't even asked about Quincy Williams, just volunteered that. So it's nice to hear him talk about how Quincy Williams seems to be progressing in his development. Also said that it's, quote, hard to be an a-hole on this team. Not really sure what he meant by that. I guess he's trying to say that they're cultivating a locker room where it's encouraged not to be an a-hole. But if nothing else today, Andy, Jeff Ulbrich certainly stepping out from the canned responses and the type of stuff that the PR staff would have him say and actually being real. Yeah, well, I think he has a history of that, man. He's uh-huh. like, I've, I always say this guy talks like a writer. W- would. Right. I mean, he, he has analogies and, and says things that I'm like, oh, damn, that was good. I, I wish I had thought of that. Um, and and you are getting honest answers from him. I mean, he was asked at the end of his press conference, who's going to be like the next linebacker up if somebody gets hurt? Because, you know, that's that's a good question. And he's like, I don't know. And then and usually that's where the answer would stop with almost any coach you talk to. And and then he goes and starts explaining what he's thinking. And, and he talks about Jamie and Sherwood, who's coming off the Achilles injury, would be the most likely because he you know showed so much understanding of the defense last year but then says that there's other guys who can get in and and then goes into what they bring uh as linebackers and and he just provides a lot of insight so if you want you know real stuff i would always encourage you to listen to him he's going to give you an honest answer i mean last year when everything was going wrong he explained why he wasn't ditching the defensive system just to make things look a little better and, and the games be a little bit less lopsided. So yeah, he provided insight, the comment about a holes and he actually said the word repeatedly, which I enjoy. I always enjoy when, when guys do that. And to, to be clear earlier, Middleton also said the S word. I, I, I'm just censoring him because you know, it's a family podcast and I'm not sure <laughs> if I'm allowed to drop swear words on here. Um, and I wasn't offended at all. I love it. But um, yeah, he said the word and he, he the context is that he was saying that in all of his years in the NFL, and this guy played for the 49ers for a long time as a linebacker. He's been a coach now in the league, I think for more than 10 years. And he's been around other locker rooms. I think he was at UCLA as well and and had some other college jobs. Uh, he said in all his time in the NFL, he's he's never been around a locker room that had this many guys who were just like good guys. And, and that's where the a-hole comment. There's, it's hard to be an a-hole on this team because there's just not – many of them or any of them and then went into detail about how across the league i mean they're in situation usually there's a couple sometimes there's more than a couple and sometimes a a team has a lot of them um of course that doesn't mean the jets are going to be good but but it does speak to joe douglas finding guys of character and and you know i don't we don't have the benefit that we had a couple years ago of being in the locker room at this point and, and hopefully that changes, but um, I can't tell you a hundred percent that that, that what he's saying is accurate, but it seems like these guys are, are friendly and, and, and good dudes and almost, almost to a man. It, it is, you don't have many interactions with, with these guys that you come across feeling like you don't like them. So, and that's not a normal thing as someone who's been doing this for a long time. It's not a normal thing 
to not at least have a few in the locker room. They was like, oh, God, this guy again. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting and, and kind of cool. He, he was really high on, on Pinnock making the move to safety and how quickly he's adjusted from that move. And, and, and we've seen Pinnock a lot in practice running with the ones. And I think it, a lot of it has to do with they, want, they don't want Joyner on the field right now because they don't want him to get hurt in a, in a meaningless practice. But also because he's shown that he, he understands how to play the position and he has the, the body and, and the skills to do that. And they're excited about his future. And, and while he has a long ways to go, um, he's definitely a guy who has potential as a safety. And, and that should be exciting for the Jets, both short-term because they need depth at safety and long-term because that's how you become a good football team is develop your players into being uh, you know, competent players, even if they're late-round picks. So. That that was the big stuff from Ulbrich today, and he was definitely he's definitely always the most interesting guy who comes to the podium. Sauce Gardner spoke, said he's been adjusting to taking care of his body because he wants to play forever. I hate to break it to him, but unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. But maybe he can have a long, prosperous career. I think we'd all like that. Sauce also said he's been wearing his big red gloves because it helps him develop good habits to not be so grabby. We've talked about this on the show before. When Sauce was on Richard Sherman's podcast before the draft, that was the big weakness that Sherman pointed out to Sauce when they went through his film together. And he told Sauce, you can get away with that much more in college and the pros are going to call that on you every time. And he suggested certain ways that Sauce could work on being so grabby when he got to the next level. Luke Grant, who's got a great film review of Sauce Gardner up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash play like a jet, broke that down and said that that was really Sauce's only weakness and explained how Sauce could fix that and Sauce clearly being proactive and trying to find ways to eliminate that from his game. Sauce also talked about how he paid DJ Reed $50,000 for the jersey number one, said he looked online and people were saying he paid as much as $250,000 and he joked, it wasn't worth that much money. Also, thank you to your friend Connor Hughes, who covers the Jets for The Athletic, who got to the crux of the situation and got us the answer that everybody wanted, which is that Sauce used a bank wire transfer to DJ Reed of that $50,000. He did not use Venmo. So thank you, Connor, for getting us the information that we all really wanted. Yeah, I mean, my big question is, can you Venmo $50,000? I don't know. What, what, is there a limit? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm curious because, like, why, why, why wouldn't you just Venmo it if you can? But, yeah, Sauce was interesting for sure. Um, one of the things Ulbricht said about Sauce is that he doesn't make the same mistake. And, and Sauce says, like, if you – this was really interesting. I, I think Jets fans should be excited about his mindset hearing this. Um, he says, if you make the same mistake over and over again, it's a choice. Like you're, you're choosing to do that and you're choosing to be bad. And, and that's a really interesting way to look at it. And it's also really true. It's kind of like when in life, when you don't make a decision, you're just like, oh, I'm not going to do anything about this. That is a choice. And it's, there's going to be consequences. And for a kid who's you know, right out of college, to have that kind of perspective is very encouraging. Um, he also talked about like why he, he uses the gloves, he uses them in college. And, and he's like, I'm just trying to be perfect. And I know I'm not, you can't be perfect in this job, even though he's pretty close in college. Um, you're never going to be perfect, but like the best you can be is if you try and 
he's that's kind of the commitment he demands out of himself. So, you know, that's exciting. I don't know if the PR staff was so pumped about him giving all the details and they'll probably try to, um, you know, you know, get that out of him as he as he moves forward. But <laughs> I think it's refreshing and I don't think it made him look bad uh, to, to say that. I mean, he if it's important to him. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. Uh, and, I, and I don't have a problem with it. And, you know, obviously, number one was important to him. He said he's, it's been the number since he got the nickname sauce and, and it just fits him. And that that's what he wanted. So um, certainly with, with his contract, he can afford it. And, you know, it benefits a teammate who, who DJ Reed, who switches to number four. So yeah, I think sauce um, again, hard to judge on the field, exactly what we're seeing at this point, but he's saying and, and doing all the things you would want to see uh, from your number four pick at this stage. And, and that's a good sign. Andy, you mentioned how Sauce gave an answer that perhaps the PR staff was not thrilled with. Sauce speaks from the heart. He shoots from the hip. And we've got a show coming up in the not-so-distant future delving in on Sauce a little bit more. And there's going to be a story that has never been told before about a question that was asked of Sauce when he was at Cincinnati and an answer that he gave that was fascinating. You're going to hear it only here on Play Like a Jet. So remember, in the next week or two, that's a show that's coming your way. Just thought I would let you know since we are on the subject of Sauce Gardner being honest and keeping it real. Two other players that spoke after practice today, rookie running back Brees Hall. He said that he didn't realize how big Mekhi Becton was until he saw him in person. Yeah, no kidding. That is one gigantic man, Andy. I'm sure you can confirm that. Brees Hall also said that he's heard himself compared to Alvin Kamara a lot. He watches a lot of Kamara's film and tries to incorporate Kamara's traits into his game. To be honest with you, the two players that I see the most when I watch Brees Hall are Kareem Hunt and Le'Veon Bell. But sure, I'd take Alvin Kamara if he can incorporate some of that into his game too. And Lakin Tomlinson spoke as well. He said he feels like with this group, the Jets could have one of the best offensive lines in the league. I have to say, I agree. If they're healthy, they could be an above average line, probably in the top 15. So lofty goals, but no reason why it can't be accomplished if everybody is able to stay on the field. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's hard to know exactly what the ceiling is because we haven't seen this group together with, with, you know, some new pieces and Becton coming back and Tomlinson is certain team and, um, you know, understands exactly what needs to be done. And I think that's going to make the adjustment a lot easier in terms of him fitting in and, and accelerate it. And I also think, um, you know, the fact that Elijah Vera Tucker was enthusiastic about moving to right guard. It wasn't from what, you know, he told us. And, and I asked Tomlinson about that today and he, he basically confirmed it is that this was, this was not something that ever like was a question that, that got on Tomlinson's plate. Like he was, it was understood that, that Vera Tucker was willing to move and, and he was going to stay at left guard. So, I mean, that's, and we've seen other stuff like that with Michael Carter, you know, having great attitude about Brees Hall coming in. Uh, it, that, that is where the, the, the no a-hole thing kind of, I think can really help this team because there are, there has to be some sacrifices. There, there has to be that sense of the team being more important than, 
uh, the individual, especially when the Jets have added a lot of talent and, and guys' roles are going to, to change drastically. For this to work, that's kind of how it has to go. And I, I think that that's encouraging. And uh, Tomlinson is just a guy who comes across as a total pro, and, and I think he's going to be a huge addition for this team. Obviously, we know what he can do on the field and with the Pro Bowl, uh, and we know he has experience in this offense. But I think he's going to be a guy in the locker room as well. Just to give you a sense, like something I've never seen before is every time one of us asks a question today, he, he like asked for our names now confront us about something we've written because that's happened <laughs> before with a player in the past. I'll just say Tremaine Johnson uh, once wanted to have a conversation with a few of us outside the locker room and that was fun. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but, but I mean, it's, it's been three years. So I think the statute of limitations is gone. He's gone, but, uh, but yeah, like, it, it, it didn't come across that way. It come, came across as like he actually genuinely wanted to know who we were. And that that's cool because a lot of times, you know, we're not treated as, as human beings more as like just people who are kind of there in the media room. And so I thought that was refreshing as well. But ultimately, I don't know what it means <laughs> for how he'll fit in with the Jets. Sometimes it's a good thing. I know Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers, when he was the defensive coordinator with the Rams, and I'm sure continues now that he's the head coach of the Chargers, makes it a habit to know the names of all the reporters and the people that cover the team because he wants to be respectful and be able to refer to them by name during press conferences. So maybe that's just something that Lakin Tomlinson is doing. He thinks that it's the right thing to do to know everyone's name and to be able to be respectful and refer to them by their name during pressers. Or maybe he's friends with Tremaine Johnson and he wants to carry out revenge on his behalf. I don't know. We're going to find out sooner or later. Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NJ.com now. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it again. Congratulations on the new job. Well-deserved. For everybody that wants to check out what you're doing over at NJ.com, what do you got going on right now? I'm sure even during this relatively dead period coming up, you'll have plenty for people to read. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll certainly have we have already have full coverage of today's mini camp practice on the website. There'll be something else in the morning, uh, you know, previewing just kind of what what is left or, or what happens next and what's what are the biggest questions facing the Jets. It's going to be a busy day for the Jets on Thursday. Or I'm sorry, Wednesday at their facility with Mackay Becton likely to talk. Uh, Zach Wilson going to talk. Um, and, and Robert Solid going to talk to kind of wrap up this this whole offseason. So we'll have full coverage of that. And and I will say that uh, I'll give you a plug, Scott. I, I've heard the Sauce Gardner story that you were refer- referring to, and people should definitely t- tune in for that one because it's a good one. Make sure that you follow Andy on social media and, of course, read his work over at NJ.com. Be sure to visit us over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We are going to be kicking it into high gear on the website. A lot of new material coming your way over the next couple of weeks and months. And, of course, you know there's plenty of great videos up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has fantastic all-22 breakdowns up there of Sauce Gardner and all the rookies from this class. So go ahead and watch those videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers Quinn and Williams Bless You Thank You shirt The Zach Says Go Long shirt The Zach the Ripper shirt The Play Like a Jet logo shirt Caps, mugs, hoodies It's all there Tpublic.com That's T-E-E-Public.com And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes If you haven't done that already Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time Doesn't cost you any money But it goes a long way to help us out So if you could go ahead and do 
that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.